first things first, me and my best friends are going on vacations. That's a great point. But now it's like, oh, I have a kid on the way now. So it's like uh, my decisions have to be a little more so much for the kid, not so much for myself. Still living the hard bachelor life. So I'm still in a a point where "Mm, money means means nothing. Enjoy your Twizzlers and $20 watches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. We are here today with our good friend, Sweet D, who's just going to be silent. She, by the way, it's an auto audio podcast. They can't see they can't see you flipping me off. By the way, that you're doing right now, they can't see. That's that. rude. He That's invited us. Super rude. She's flipping him off. That's yeah, right. I feel like it's unnecessary. Also, she she's trying so hard not to be heard. Like I could I could just mute your mic, but you know you could just. You're fine. You can say whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna force you into one of these questions. So be ready for that. And true. Today we kind of got a special thing that's close to my heart because this show started with me wanting to hang out, drink with my friends, and talk about comedy and do and make people laugh. It's what I love to do. It's what I used to do back in the day. And True does it now because <laughs> he's a funny guy, super awesome, and uh, can tell a story like a motherfucker. So it's time to prod his mind, think about things, ask the serious questions. Um, but first, before that, sweet D. You're going to get this question. What is your go-to karaoke song? I'm a band geek. I don't do karaoke. You're a ba- See, this is, what, this is why we ask these questions. You're a band geek. What, what instrument do you play? Clarinet. Clarinet. How long have you been playing that? I don't play anymore, but I played through high school. Through high school? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that, why, that the uh, way you seduce True into, into this relationship, by the way? Like, you just played your clarinet and you, you just fell in love with you? No. That that's you were no. at the bar just with your clarinet and just like, oh man, he's so hot. I was at the bar. <laughs> I I figured that'd be that's that feels like your move. Feels like a good move right there. Clarinet woman with the clarinet, you know she uh you know she has great um maternal instincts. She has a clarinet. Wait, wait, wait. Have you ever done karaoke? I did when I was a kid, but that's it. Come on. Wednesday night, we're going down. Uh Kaze right there in OTR. What are you doing? I'm, I'm making you go. What you, what you, what's your one? What's your one? Everybody has a go-to song. I really don't. True, true what's yours? Ice Ice Baby. Ooh, that is an excellent one. Not not a, not as rap is kind of difficult in karaoke. Like I I I, 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 rep- I respect that. Obviously, but you know, being a rapper throughout my youth has helped me with that. What now? Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, I'm, I think I could have sworn Crystal could have told you. <laughs> no. Oh, I, used to, I used to be straight OG. What? Thugged out. Yeah. Pants around, pants around my ass. What, what What? was the name? Huh? What was the name? What, the rap group? The, the Your your name, your MC name, your your stage uh, name. Uh, oh, J, I'm J True. Yeah. J-True, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, we were, we were the flatliners. Oh, ha, tattooed, ha, ha. tattooed on my forearm. Really? You still uh, have that tattoo? Yeah. Oh, well, no, I didn't. I, I washed it off after the group broke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still uh, have it. <laughs> you had to keep, keep re- reapplying it every week. It's like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. I got to get this going on. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. See, we're, we're doing layers here. We're doing yeah. layers. See, this is why wow. I have this show. There we like, go. Yeah. He's, start, you're, start off for stand-up comedy and get into hip-hop. I think it always, comedy or, or any kind of performers, kind of transition in weird ways. I did this stand-up for a long time, and then I said, you know, because of the way I am and the way I feel about things, I love intimacy, and I love I love talking at people, and I right. love talking with people, right. but write, writing's really hard for me uh, as far as stand-up goes. You know, I'm, I got this many minutes and this, this much of my set, and then uh, just beat me up and traveling all, all the road shows. 
So I said, you know what I can do? I can have a studio in my apartment and just talk shit and tell jokes at my leisure. That's why I have this. You know, I, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a good idea. I never thought about just, you know, we, we'd always joked about starting a podcast maybe one day, but never actually sat down and did it. And now that, you know, I've listened to a few of my friends and being here and I see how you guys are working, it's like you get to do that. Yeah, at your leisure. I don't have to get up there and entertain a room full of other comics who are there to judge the living piss out of me and try their hardest not to laugh. Wait, wait, wait. Is that your experience with with the the community? I always felt like an outsider because by the time I had come into the scene, there were people who who were cool about it and really and really made me feel welcome. But the majority, I really felt like I'd be on stage and. These guys were up here just like, I'm going to try not to laugh. This guy's really got to make me laugh, you know? And really? I, think, I think it was just me being new and, and jumping into the scene and these guys. Because I know I'd be outside smoking a cigarette and I'd try to bullshit with these guys and they would all be like, no, we got our group. You know, we don't need a fourth. We have a Han. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm chewy. <laughs> See, in my experience with it, there's a great community and again, to qualify where I am, Indianapolis, um, there was a great community. So my first day was the you know, first time I decided I'm going to do this. Got up on stage, told a few jokes, got some laughs, and came back to that uh, the in Crackers in Indianapolis. Shout out to Crackers. Um, there's a little back area in which all the comedians are there waiting for the chance to go up. So I sat there and talked with them. We kind of laughed and joked a little bit. And then I would come a month later, and then finally I'd come week to week to week. And you build that rapport, you build that community, and they're all we're always helping each other, supporting each other. So I got a really good experience from specifically being with my contemporaries, you know, the people that are on my level. Like, hey, you should tell that joke. I like that. Hey, you should ditch that one. That one doesn't work well. That one doesn't play well in the college crowd, but that'll work well for an older crowd and things like that. So I've I've loved the people that I that I was with more than anything else. That's what I miss more than anything else. Yeah. Well, like I said, there are a few people that I that I do miss because it's been a while since I've done it. Oh, uh, especially, you know, with uh, current events and yeah, things yeah. I've had to get done. I haven't had a chance to. Plus, the place I was doing it at got shut down, and yeah. I tried to go to another venue, and I didn't care for it. So, yeah, yeah. But it's something I'm definitely going to be doing, hopefully, in the future again soon. But, no, I do miss some of the people there, like uh, a guy named Jay Armstrong. He's very Jay Armstrong, yeah. Jay. Oh, oh, yeah, he's he's a great. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always cool. You know, and he told me, he got up there, I think it was like my third week there. He got up there, and he's like, look, man. I normally wait at least a couple of months before I say anything. He goes, but dude, I'm about to get you. And I was like, oh, shit, the, the funniest guy, the guy that's running the show is about to cap on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. great. And he was very funny. He, he, said, he said, well, he's like, he said, he mentioned about my, me having a stage name, you know, before I had my act. Right. And I, it was funny, you know, but they, what they didn't know, I didn't really never touch down on it was the fact that my name came from rap. So I already had a stage name. Right, I was trying right. to build an act around said name. And I figured Jay True can transition into any type of performance. You know, whether you're writing books, telling jokes, or making music, Jay True. For the record, I still use my real name, not my last name, obviously, but my real name for this show. And I'm trying so hard to figure out a state so I can just say it off the, off the cuff and people will get it and remember it. And have it to my Twitter so I won't get fired from my day job. But I'd still, I'm still like, eh, Thomas, screw it. Like, I, I'm working on it. Every, every name feels fake, you know? And you know what? I feel for some people that their real name is the fitting one. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Thomas can go either way. You know, you could. it is a business sense, but it's also a guy that I can go hang out with. 
my last name works so well for this. And I'm like, no, can't do that shit. <laughs> when I get big and famous, maybe that'll, I can just use my real name again. But mm, t- until this is like my one thing that I do, no. Well, see, we're, we're, we're opposite because I'm telling you my last name and uh, not my first name. Is that so? Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I never quite knew that. I just kind of assumed like, yeah, true. Just I'm just letting that go. Maybe you know, I've yeah, had yeah. friends for a decade that just true. They never asked what my name was. I a lot of people get that way with my name. They just it's say, a comfortable "Oh, name." Yeah, it's it's him. True. That's that's his name. Yeah, and like, wait, what's your real name? That is my real name. <laughs> yeah. It's my last name, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, I've won. I've won money off of that. That's my, that's my real name. No, it's not. Put fifty bucks. It's on my driver's license. Okay, okay. It's your last name, like. I didn't specify. Yeah, it's still my name. Yeah, Listen yeah. to what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm a con artist. <laughs> don't want to get under your skin. Uh, you got a little sneaks. Got a little sneaky deals. Tell me something. Yes. Tell me about, and every, every stand-up has this, and it's the one that galvanizes you to if you're going to continue or you're going to shut down. Tell me about the first time you bombed. The first time I bombed first was time the last bombed. time I was on stage. It took you that long? It did. I didn't bomb for the first I, I, I didn't bomb for months. Whoa. I did. Now, now, granted, I'm not going to say every night I had people rolling on their sides. I had nights where half the set would be because because I, I I consider a bomb to be you're up there. You're not. You're, you're hearing crickets. And you're trying to eke off the stage yeah, before yeah. they get the, before they start throwing stuff at you. <laughs> and, and and no, but it was like it was like I mean I just went and I went and like I said I had my moments where it wasn't as funny and I even had some where there were some crickets, but I never ever felt like I need to get off of this stage now. Wow, until until the last, last time. time. And, but that but I don't want anybody to confuse that with that's why I haven't been back up there. It has nothing to do with that. Right. I ate shit as a rapper. Being a white rapper, that's hard already. Right. And then you go into an all black club, mm-hmm. you know, well, not not pulling any race yeah, cards yeah. or anything, but we know it's just it's the way it is. We're we're aggressive, you know, like and and I love that about our venues, our culture. We let you know if you suck, we want to get you off like the the Apollo Theater kind of thing. Like truthful. we we want you to like, no, 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 you suck. It, no. we will we're not polite for any reason we whatsoever. Cheer and you're making me boo, get off the stage. Yeah, yeah. And it's, there's something there's something really romantic about like these motherfuckers will tell you how you feel. You're not gonna like, did they like me? I don't know. Bitch, you'll you know. know. <laughs> you'll know. Yeah, yeah. You you ain't coming back if they didn't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, and and so for me, for me, my comfort level on the mic at first was really well. Plus, uh, I tried to focus more on what I made people laugh in conversation. Right. Uh, a little harder to do on stage because you're not engaged in a conversation. Right, right. But at the same time, it allowed me to do well. Uh, but yeah, my last time I went up there <laughs> and I started, I I started telling my jokes and I just I froze. My Whoa. mind, my my mind went blank. Oh no! So then I was like improv. <laughs> bad idea <laughs> bad idea because I'm not bad at improv either right, but, right, right. But, but at that very moment wrong because I went to go improv and and I told a good joke I got one cackle and I'm like okay this is going to go right and I tried to continue it and it just crashed and burned and then I was like okay I'm going to my safe jokes I'm going to my safe jokes and I spit them out and nothing Oh no! At that point, the crowd was already at a point where not even my safe jokes were gonna were gonna pull me. Get them back. And I said, I said, well, I guess you know, and I and I busted into a uh, things I've sucked at in life, right? And I just started bombing and bombing. I was like, well, 
Apparently, me being a stand-up comedian is going to be added to this list. <laughs> that's, that's, a good so, joke. that's a good joke. That's a good joke. It is, but not when you've been choking for the past four and a half minutes. You got to lean into it, though. As far as obviously, if if you're like, this is going to be a rough <laughs> night. You're you're here with me. All right, we're sitting here. You can listen they, to me anyway. They gave me five minutes and this microphone. You're going to yeah, eat five minutes and with me on this mic for real. You think about this shit pile with me, and uh, and I and I, as I was getting off stage, I said that some guys like, damn straight. I was like, oh, they're, they're about to start yelling. Bye, guys. <laughs> I off the stage. I was like, and I, and, I, and I said the next week they shut the venue down, and uh, I never got to go back. I was going back. It wasn't the reason. It's just the venue had shut down. Right, right. And since then, I haven't found anywhere comfortable to, to perform since. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I ate it. Yeah. I, like I say, I think that, and, you know, I read Aisha Tyler's books. I read um, Amy, Amy, I'm going to have to edit that out. Schumer, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I read Amy, Amy Schumer's book and a few other ones. And they always talk about that first time. You, every strong comedian has that first night they bomb. And that's the one where you remember or recognize whether you're going to shrink in and just say, I can't do this. It was terrible. They looked at me and stared at me and I walked off. Or you said, oh, fuck it. That was bombing. I guess that's the end of that. Joe Rogan had the best explanation of bombing on stage. Uh, do you ever listen to Joe Rogan? Uh, every once in a while, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he, has a, he has a podcast where he's talking about it. He's like, the first time a, a comedian bombs on stage, it's like eating a thousand dicks in front of your mom. He said it's <laughs> the worst possible thing you can possibly go through. And I'm like... And I, th- th- at the time, you know, at the time, I'm just starting to write jokes because so, my buddy's been trying to talk me into it. And, I, and that's actually how I got into it. My buddy kept, you're going, you're going, you're going. I'm going to sign you up. And I'm like, you sign me up. I'm going to beat your ass. You know, because that's my go-to. If I can't outsmart you, I just I want to fight. And yeah. Gorilla, the gorilla part of me still poking out. But, you know, and he kept, he kept going on and on. And then finally I started writing. And then all of a sudden I hear this skit from Joe Rogan about bombing. But then I thought back to about bombing on stage as a rapper. I'm like. I already went through that. Go do it. Yeah. So you, if you suck. You suck. Yeah. So you've had you had a little bit of experience. So what was the first time you bought, you like ate it when you were rapping? Uh, I went into a place called Shakers in town down in downtown Cincinnati down here. Uh, I think it was in between Seventh and Eighth Street on Main. Yeah. At the time, I don't know if it, I don't know how long it lasted, but it, it was an all black club, and me and my two white friends from Newport, Kentucky, <laughs> <laughs> roll up into this Cincinnati club, and you and it's hype. I mean, these guys are on stage; they've been doing it, and it's only our I want to say third performance. Right. And uh, I get I got up there, and the guy, one of the guys in my group, who was my best friend at the time, turns to me and goes, "Don't you mess up." I'm like, why would you, why say, would you say that, that to exactly. me, man? <laughs> so I got up there, and I didn't mess up my verse, but I closed my eyes because I did not want to look at the crowd. Mm-hmm. I was so scared to mess up that he was going to try to jump my shit. And went, I'm not scared of him or anything, but it's just I didn't want him being mad at me because right. we, you know, we had really worked hard to make this show come together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I walked up and I just closed my eyes and I rep- I did my reverse and I stepped back. I was like, okay, I didn't mess up. I didn't mess up. We get off stage. He's like, get your goddamn eyes shut the whole time. What the? And I'm like, oh, man. And he's, he's just so mad at me. And as I'm walking by, these guys, uh, these uh, this group of guys was making fun of us. And uh, we were walking out the door. And I and I was like, man, I ate it up there because we got no response when we mm-hmm. got off stage. Wow. And that was the first time we ever performed in front of an all-black crowd. And uh, like I said, you're, you're in a black industry. And the whole room's silent when you get off stage. Ooh, you're, like, you're like, you're like, well, 
yeah, I'm going to have to reiterate what we're doing. And you know what, though? To be honest with you, I don't think it was so much our music that that it caused the uh, reaction. It was the fact that we were so nervous on stage. Oh, always. We had no always. stage presence. And these other these other performers were up there, and they had the whole room jumping. And we get up there and spit a couple songs that we've recorded, which I had told them before we even went, we're not ready to do another performance, especially not one of this magnitude. Yeah. Because we were used to perform in front of, like, 20 people. This is a this is, this is is a 100-person venue. Yeah, yeah. There's 100 people packed in here ready to jump, and we're... Uh, 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 it's we're, we're flatliners from Newport, Kentucky. <laughs> um, if y'all don't mind, like, don't boo us off the stage. Like, that's the first. That's the first thing. I do. Well, now I got to boo them yeah. off. Now nah, I got, I'm gonna get you, white boys. <laughs> exactly. I gotta come down on you now. That's yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna come down on you hard now. Yeah, no, you better no, no. be the baddest act tonight, or I'm gonna tear you up. <laughs> but but that's how it always is. Every everybody, you know, comedians, uh, rappers. Um, uh, anybody that that has that performs live will tell you like yeah their first time they were kind of stumbling through their words and whatever and it, they get better. they always get better so I mean, the first time you see that crowd and you're like oh I've been funny in front of my my friends oh I oh I've like spit bars at a at a at a house party right. and I can do it well and I know I can but man when sixty people you don't know are all looking at you like entertain me. Okay. Well, you know, it's like I remember the first time I performed as a comedian or as a rapper. You know, you only get five, yep. seven minutes. Three, three minutes of crackers is what you got. Yeah, uh, I got well, three. Yeah, they were got, like, go. Yeah, yeah. You, we we got five at yeah, uh, Thompson yeah. House. So yeah. it was you know a little smaller venue, obviously. But yeah, I remember rapping. Same thing. Five to seven minutes. Sometimes four. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you're doing a song. That's all you got time for. Right. It's main. We got we got fifty people opening up for one person. But I'll tell you one thing I noticed, rap and comedy have, it, they're um, very similar in the way that it's just you and the crowd. You know, my first solo performance as a rapper was very, very similar to my first performance as a stand-up comedian. The only difference being, this is why I say being a stand-up comedian is way harder than being a performer in, say, a band or a group or even a solo performer. You have other things to distract the audience, mm. music, hype guys, dancers, light shows, something's going on besides right. you. Whereas a stand-up comedian, it's you. Yeah. Yeah, you might have a props or something if that's your thing, but most comedians don't use props, and they're looking at you like you said three minutes. That's, to me, I know what three minutes is. You yeah. know, five minutes. We you know, like, like when you text me and ask me to do this for 45 minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> what the? No, I'm, no. no, I'm not lying. Like, I felt <laughs> stupid after you told me what you meant. I'm like, well, that makes a lot more sense because I didn't know if you had thought like I was on a different level comedian yeah. or if I, you know, and that we said 45 minutes. I'm like, bro, I, I, I busted five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I can try. <laughs> no, let, let it be known just to, to uh, give my listeners some idea. I told you to come on this show. And I said, hey, can you scream into a microphone for 45 minutes? He assumed I meant, did he have a 45-minute set, which is, what, <laughs> which is what a Netflix special is. Do you know how good you have to be to have a Comedy Central half? You have to be elite to have a Comedy Central 22-minute half hour Netflix special. And they're pushing, they're pushing the commercials on this 22 minutes, Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> Netflix level is is ungodly. I'm not, no. no you're, I don't, you're, you, you're Robin Williams. You're yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, you, you are. You're, 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 you can entertain a room. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, mean, I said, I'm not going to lie. I said, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I can do this. Maybe I can bring somebody on to help me break the time up and we can do a little bit of BS. And, but 
then you're like, oh, no, no, no I bet. it's my show. We're and I'm like, talking about comedy. Got it. It's <laughs> like, cause, man, I, I, I've known you for a little while. I know we didn't hang out that much, but I'm like, man, this guy thinks I'm on a whole nother comedy level. Yeah, I'm like, nah, man, I'm not that funny, bro. <laughs> uh, sweet D. Oh, yeah, I can just bring it up just like that. You're, you're, you're not getting out of this. It's his show. He can do that. Exactly. Tell me something. Seriously. What is your one irrational fear? Ah, she has two. Oh, <laughs> specifically irrational. Specifically one where, like, that's stupid. I don't know why I'm afraid of that, but it's just, there okay, it is. Like irrational. Yeah, nah. irrational. Like, like not, I'm afraid of, you know, uh, heights or something. Like, eh, people are afraid of heights or whatever. Something like, something stupid where oh, you're like, okay. why am okay. I afraid of, what do, you, what do you got? Okay, so for whatever reason, um, I cannot bring myself to walk across Storm drains. Storm drains? Or like, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so we know I was a band geek in high school. I also danced. So. Well, wait, wait, what kind of dancing? Dance team. Just, okay, just okay. in school. So whether I was dancing or playing, I was in the opening day parade from middle school through high school every year. And there's these huge storm drains like all over Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And the route that we took. And I mean, they take up like the entire part of the street. And I remember getting stuck on one one time, and I just I I almost panicked. Like you're like a heel or a ch- like the shoe or something like that. No, no. I mean, I had gym shoes on. I just I don't know they what it stopped is. And I don't. Oh, oh, you, oh! I, I thought you mean like physically stuck. No, you just no, like no, 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 by no, happenstance just, the formation no, hit at that time, and you're just like, oh god, oh god. Um, another example. I'm I'm actually from Indiana. So oh yeah, shout out to Indiana. Where where? Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg. Yeah. Shout so, um, and we, we did the parades down in Lawrenceburg and yeah. Aurora has, uh, the farmer's fair every year. There's this huge metal bridge and you can see through it and you can see the water. And I hated every single year going across that. Like I can't look down. Um, <laughs> same thing like on the storm drains in Cincinnati. If I happen to get like, like happen to walk across one, like if it's unavoidable, I can't look down. Otherwise, I'm walking around. I don't. I don't know what it is. I just don't feel safe. Downtown Indianapolis has these real, like, for no reason, in the middle of the street, has these grates that are just there. And you know, I've been on dates downtown or with friends or people, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I specifically drag people that are afraid of them across them, just because I'm an asshole. <laughs> so you're it's, not the only one. <laughs> it, it's, it's a thing, you know. Like you gotta like, oh, we're coming because you, you're not gonna fall. It granted. It is nothing but a pit down there with like a sarlacc or a right. cave monster in it. So you're if if it ever happens, I'll feel really bad because you're going to die. But you know what? <laughs> I'm just like, no, we're walking across this. There's nothing you can do about it. Like I know I'm not gonna fall. I know they're sturdy and they're safe. Irrational. That's why it's irrational. Yeah. But I just I I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. True. What all. what you got? Irrational fear. Irrational fear. Well, like I have, I have phobias. I do have several phobias that yeah, are legit fears. Do, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think here, something that I'm just ridiculously scared of for no reason. See, I think I have, I got like four or five phobias, so that's enough to be scared of. I, I I'm a grown man who's still scared of the dark. That's that's, that's kind of irrational. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Stop, or or okay, water. I, I swimming in water. I can't see through. That's rational that, that, too. That's that's pretty uh, rational. But but I but I get like how that because. Okay, I can okay, see okay. how a swimming pool that, that 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 hasn't been cured, really. If I feel like it's got it's got like foggy water or yeah. whatever, or hasn't been cleaned in a while. Yeah, you know, my friends used to run and jump in the the abandoned pool down the the street. You know, yeah. and it, well, you know, I didn't have any like you know 
fear of like disease or anything. You know, grew up swimming in the Ohio River, right? But you know, I wouldn't get in it because I I, I couldn't see through it. Like you know, and, and, and it's like if people are with me. I'm okay, but if I got to get in there by myself, or there's only one other person, I have I can't do it, man. Alligator's gonna come and get you or something, you know? Like, you oh know, god! I think it's almost the idea of me being able to have a human shield or something happen. That's horrible. <laughs> I feel I know that's I feel horrible. like you just threw every one of your friends out of the bus that that's like hanging out with you in any situation where it's kind of rough. Like, man, listen, you know that if shit goes down, I am. Explicitly putting you in front of the, me and the shit. Situation. It's just situations like sea monsters and I'm just saying you you are telling in the dark. Your friend is gonna be like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I we really feel about anymore. you. We like because I know that you you just like me because of a human shield. Like that's all you're saying. Like, but see, I'm also the friend that's willing to jump in front of a bullet for you. See, but that's so how does that half so and half I, work? Well, like feed, all of I'll a sudden you to the monster, but I will also <laughs> not let somebody kill you. I feel I don't know if that balance well now we gotta figure out which one's gonna come first. We got to figure out if if the Frankenstein is going to come first, or I'm going to get mugged. And obviously, as we become adults, obviously we get, we're going to get mugged before Frankenstein gets you. I, man, it's you know, but it's a legitimate fear, you know. It, I mean, it's coming, I, it's coming. Frankenstein's coming. Uh, also, fear of heights, heights, uh, but that that's pretty phobia, megalophobia. That's pretty rational. Uh, megalophobia is megalophobia is a fear of very large objects. And mine's not so much okay. a fear; it's more of uh, my equilibrium slips. Really, like, uh, if like I'm next to like. Uh, uh, a battleship. If I walk next to a battleship on a dock and look up, I will. My equilibrium will shift. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. I think. I think. All, it's, all I think, the Well, thank, thank God we don't have any battleships here in downtown Cincinnati. <laughs> well, I, I, this I, situation I that like comes an, up all the time. Well, so I, I don't like animals that are bigger than me. Yeah. yeah well, animals horses, that are bigger. You are horses, always. Oh. They're actually pretty intimidating. You ever like standing next to a horse, man? Yeah, like but they're like dogs. They really are. They're like exactly like big dogs. I don't know about that. It, I, I rode a horse recently, you know, I, I got to go on a thing like, hey, we're going to ride horses. And I rode one and then it's fun, well, it's I mean, nice and all that. I've raised them and they've told me they're just like big dogs. But man, you, you can yes. feel and see the power. Like this this That's motherfucking horse wants to kick me in the face. I'm And can. I'm dead. I'm dead. Without, dude, he, I'm, he's going to put a hole in my chest. Yeah, like, no, that's that. I, I can see getting kind of afraid of horses. Uh, like the people that go whale watching and they go up in the raft next to the whales and they right. touch them. Ooh. Are you insane? Ooh. That whale's not like violent towards you because you are so minute and small. You could matter no less to him than a minnow. But one flip of his fin. Yeah, yeah. He, dead. Yeah, he's dead. not. He's not trying to. He's just. He's massive. I'm and move. just. I, need yeah. to, I want to go left because you're bugging me. Yeah. It's, and then he swipes his fin and chops you in half. Yeah. It's the equivalent of us, you know, swatting a gnat away. It's. It's like, dude. Exactly. They're huge. I don't really care about the gnat, but every time you get that close to my face, I'm gonna swat. Get yeah. away from me, man. Oh God. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I like. I don't understand. Like these people, like they, you know, they 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 go out there in the mid. First off, I don't like water. I can't see through. So now you're gonna put me out in the middle of the ocean where there's no land. As far as the eye can see, no safety at all because we're primates and we were meant to be on land, not in water. And now you're going to put me next to the biggest creature in the, on the planet and you want me to reach out and touch it. No, no, no. Well, I, would you? So you would never do that under any circumstance? I'm not going to say never, never because never is not. Never say never. You know, I, might reach, I might have a near death experience and change my complete outlook on life. And the first thing I want to do is go touch a whale. Right, right. I don't know. But as of right now, though, I have no no desire to get on a boat, drive three hours out into the ocean, <laughs> hop into a raft, take another 45-minute ride, and then sit there until the water's calm enough from no ripples from your raft and your motor for this gigantic, godlike creature 
to come up next to me and go, hey. Hey, hey I'm chilling. Jesus. <laughs> no, okay. Can you pet a dolphin? Huh? You pet a dolphin? I pet a dolphin. Okay. So I like yeah, dolphins. Yeah, yeah, everybody but, likes dolphins. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I've always seen the videos where they're raping people and it looks hilarious. Uh, so that's not a fear. <laughs> getting raped by a dolphin. That's they, you, funny. Wait, wait, wait. You don't. <laughs> so you're officially record. I want this on record and, and recorded. You're not afraid of being raped by a dolphin? No. Okay, no, sweet. It's, that, not, that, it's not violent. That, it's pretty violent. Dolphins are like, from what I understand, dolphins are the only other animal in the animal kingdom that like straight up murders. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. I didn't almost, know this. Almost every other animal will kill out of necessity, um, out of territory. Um, I think a wolverine will kill out of its territory, and a Tasmanian devil will kill not for food, but dolphins straight up are smart enough to understand the concept of, yo, man, you see, you see Bobby over there? I don't, like the, I don't like the fucking way he's looking at me. And like, <laughs> we'll murder other I think dolphins. He's, I think he's banging Sharice. It, it, yes. Him out, dog. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> by the way, we don't we don't fact check shit on this podcast, so just whatever. Right. You, you Google it yourself, guys. <laughs> Google it. But, but dolphins are the only other animals that murder. Wow. It's crazy, yeah. So all those, so the Miami Dolphins, are the, by far the most ferocious team in the NFL. Now that you're thinking about it, and actually, it's it, you know, actually you sit there and think about like like I, I I'm in awe at sharks, yeah, and how just they're perfect killing machines. That's yeah. what they are. They have no other purpose but to kill. That's what a shark does. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins will fuck a shark up, man. Dol- dolphins are smart. That's the the big thing. They it's like smart. yo, they're like yeah. We it's the idea of why are humans the top because we. We're smart. We're smart. We're, yeah. smart. we're, we're not, not. We're not, not top tough at all. We're yeah. not at the top of anything. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna fight a bear or anything <laughs> like. Yo, I'm gonna come out there and just punch a bear to death. That's obviously not. But you know what? I've crafted a gun. Now, what are you gonna and do I about will this? Shoot that bear in the face. Yeah, exactly. What are the, <laughs> so now? I'm what are you gonna do now, chain. bear? Exactly. So, <laughs> but you know, so you just stick you out in the wilderness with a spear. Like now, where are you at, Robinson uh, so <laughs> Are we? Are we? But by the way, me with the spear versus the bear is that half and half? is that like a fair fight? No, that yeah. bear's gonna <laughs> destroy you. Okay, and you're gonna poke him, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm gonna use that to clean my teeth after I eat your face." So do we? So do I get? Do I get a gun and the bear gets an arrow, or like a bow and arrow? Is that like a fair fight? Because I want to see what 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 level I need to be at to like make a, a bear and I an even fight. Have you ever fight. seen Legends of the Fall? Uh, no, is that that's an old '90s movie? Yeah, really great movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt's in it. Oh, okay, Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, he fights a bear. You fight somebody. Yeah. I, you, all need, I'm, you need to be on that level. All I'm thinking about is uh, Leo DiCaprio and uh, oh, Revenant. Revenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't. I didn't watch that movie forever. I'm like, I'm not going to watch a movie about some redneck getting eaten by a bear because I had no idea what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then come to find out, it's a colonial movie. Yeah, about Tom and Tom, Tom Hardy and Tom fucking Hardy. Over him. Yeah, and Tom Hardy's in it. I love Tom Hardy as an actor. I think he's amazing. Yeah. And uh, and I find that out. And I'm a big fan of Leo. I like Leonardo it was DiCaprio. Good. It was good. Yeah. But the movie was fantastic. It's one of them like, damn, I'm pissed I waited this long to watch it. Tom Tom Hardy has to fight every day to stay off crack. Let that be known. Does he really? Uh yeah. So I'm just fact I'm just fact dropping all day on this podcast. No, it's yeah. a it's a thing. Somehow after the Star Wars movie, he got a bunch of money and kinda he was back in the day he was kind of a kind of a ne'er do well in, in England. And uh, he's like, hey, I'll try crack. And he did. And he pissed a bunch of money away. And he's from what movie did he get? The Star Star Trek movie. Star Trek Nemesis, I think, I want to say. But Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, yeah, yeah. I think it's Star Trek Nemesis. But uh, Google this yourself again. I'm I'm, I'm not lying. The first thing I remember seeing him in is uh, his Inception. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt. I'm like, it was a break. Was was that after the crack? uh, Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's what happened. Yeah, and he was, he like blew a bunch of money and he said, like, Wow, I really like crack. And then to the to the point where he's like, hmm, I have money now. 
I still want to do it. And he like has to every day say, I'm not going to smoke crack today. Like it's, but that, then, but that's then his again, life. Though, I'm not going to lie. Every person I've ever met that smoked crack, they love the piss out of it. Uh, one of my favorite writers for uh, a site called cracked.com, not crack.com, but cracked.com, Adam Todd Brown smoked crack once for in some bizarre circumstance. And he said, it was the greatest high he ever had. And he's like, I can't. He said he did it. He's like, I'm never doing this again because he knew. Holy he shit. Holy into. shit. Well, it's like DMX. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. One of my favorite rappers forever. And then come to find out he's he's addicted to crack cocaine. Is he and, addicted to it? Oh, yeah. He has a very, very serious problem with it, like in and out of jail. Yeah, I know he it. went to jail for uh, it, but I, he tried to turn to God and, and is a way to like get off of it and stuff. And no, it didn't work. He. He went on and he's, he's still like, he's still like now he looks like he's 90 years old and he's all <laughs> pale and just like, he looks bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, you, you, you know, growing up, I think DMX is six foot six, swolled up dude from the streets. Turns out he's five foot three. And right. Freaking crackhead. And you're yeah, like, it's like Man, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, per, per, that's where persona will put you. Yeah. That's you know, mm, boy. You know, your, your name has preceded you. Yeah. Don't, don't do crack kids. Like, like if I have taught you nothing on this podcast, don't do crack. It's pretty bad. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, drink all you want. I, I advocate drinking on this podcast, so drink all you want. You know, in, in, in my opinion, everybody has a vice. I don't care what it is as long as you can control it. Yeah, it's kind and of a problem with crack and heroin is you don't control <laughs> that. It's just like, hey, this, you like your life? Too bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that's, I, got, that. I got a whole other plan for you. Heroin has like a 100% mortality rate. Like, I, I want to know how good that high is to know, like, yeah, heroin, it, it will kill you. Like, will oh. it? No, it will. It will absolutely, given enough time, will kill you. And Without people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Well, it was like, yeah. I, I was listening to a comedian uh, not too long ago, and he said that, you know, heroin is a drug that is best done at the end of your life. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, he's like, so what if I'm seventy eight years old and I do heroin for the first time? I get strung out on it and I OD, and people show up to my funeral and are like, Tom just never got to experience. His life was cut short. <laughs> fuck, Tom did everything. Did everything. He's, he fuck did. it. Yeah, he, he died. Tom had a great life. Uh, fuck it. Right, you know? That's that's he's all like, it. Yeah. He's and he said he goes on to say, you know, his heroin is must be the best drug in the world because I'm I smoke pot and and I'm going to tell you right now that I pay my bills and my my kids are taken care of and everything. You know, all my cars runs good and you know live the high life. You know, being a comedian, you don't make no money. But he's like, heroin. They don't even. They'll lose their house. You'll ruin your life. You'll Over ruin it. your life. How good is heroin to say, hey, uh, I don't need a house. I don't fr- screw my kids. I you don't know? care. Like, I have to get high off heroin. That's one amazing drug. That has got to be an incredible... By the way, kids don't do heroin. But <laughs> I, I, something in me kind of <laughs> wants to know. Wants to know. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. No. The, I know I know how bad it is, but I'm like... Mm, just, now, see me, I've, I, I've been... Uh, you know, I... I'm not a person who judges anything without doing it. And right. I have, I've experimented a lot throughout my life and I've done heroin. Is that not, so? Not as a, not as a, Oh my God, I've been on it for two years and now it's going to take me a month to get off of it. And I had to go to rehab and it's something that I fight every day. No, no I did it twice. Right. And on separate occasions too. It wasn't like one day and another it's day. A, a bender. No, yeah. no, you're talking like, like years right. in between and both times it was horrible. Really? Absolutely horrible. And then I meet a heroin addict while I got locked up one time, and he, and he, he tells me, they gave you too much. If I'd have done it, you'd be strung out right now. 
That that I, that doesn't Whoa. make me feel better. Does not Whoa. make me feel better. <laughs> like, hey, that, I didn't give it to you. You'd be you'd with be, me right now. You'd be in there. Like, mm, I don't <laughs> think that's. I don't think an endorsement. Out. Yeah, that's not right. an endorsement for like, yo. <laughs> you know what? When you get out, get, here's my <laughs> number. Me Text me. Like, no. <laughs> like, like, do you know how bad of a person you just sounded like? I'm yeah, saying you, you, you are. sound you like, like the most the devil. The, the devil. Yeah, you are Satan right now. Like, uh, if I I know how to get people heroin. Like, really. It gave you too much, which at the time I didn't realize it. But looking back on watching people do heroin, you know, you, you, I got a lot of friends that did it and stuff and, and watching them do it. And I look back like that was a pretty big line of heroin that, that I, I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea what what constitutes what, you know, like like. Well, my mom, my my mom was a heavy drug addict growing up, so I've I've, I've witnessed drug abuse since, since I was a kid. Right, and like I said, I'm, I've never been really out of control on anything. Had a drinking problem. I'm Irish, of course, I have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, racism alert! I, I need a I need a dinger for just like we can just say we just oh we say no no oh you've been seen the like last four or five episodes. We just say everything. It doesn't matter. So anyway. It's great. It, it's, it's your. Is it racism when you're talking about your own people? It absolutely is. I but I but it's your so, people. So, you can so say you, it. Were you calling me an Uncle Tom? <laughs> the Irish people? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, kind of. Uh, but no. Uh, um, but you know, I never had any real problems. You know, I I I, I do smoke pot. I, right, I, right. You know, I'm not like, oh my god, spend every dime I got on it. But you know, it's something I enjoy to do. And yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's bad. I don't. I think it's been demonized over the years. But as far as like hardcore drug addiction. Uh, I had a little stint with cocaine when I was younger, right. but you know, I away from it. It's nothing that has affected my life to the point where I was gone for rehab for three months. So I watch people that I know go through these rehabs and these withdrawals. I'm like, man, I'm glad I never got to that point. Yeah, yeah. But it also reminds me that I'm also a strong-minded individual, right. able to say, hey, when I'm done, I'm done. Right. You know, I don't need a reason or a rhyme. It just happens. That and these other people, they don't, and yeah, it's yeah. not their fault, but. And I know I hate to say, you know, some of the people I know are weak, but you're making a weak-minded decision, man. You're, you're letting it control your life. I wish I try not to be so judgmental about things. Right. You know, I, I, I want. I want. No, judgmental. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. But you know that I have this whole sanctimonious thing where I'm like, well, I go to the gym and I stay off drugs and I do this and I, of course, I have my faults. There, trust me, I blow money on stupid shit. And chase dreams that I shouldn't chase, and say the wrong things all the time. Who cares? But uh, I do pass a little bit of judgment on people that that get caught up in these vices. And it, and if nothing else, you know what? You are one of the smartest guys I know. You are incredibly funny. You should get on stage, and you should be in school, and you should do this, and you should do that. But you do it, you know, like you are this character that I see when you're high, and like, man, you could, you could parlay this into something really really profitable really really good for the world and then nothing well see my thing is i is, is i don't want to come off uh ju- not saying you're calling me judgmental but some people have said i'm judgmental in the past and that's not what i'm getting at when i say when i'm talking about a weak-minded decision because a lot of people think automatically oh man this guy's calling me weak forget him i don't want to listen to what he and i'm not calling them weak I'm saying they're making weak-minded decisions, and it's, right. and it's not just heroin or, or cocaine or hardcore drugs. It's 
sugar, caffeine, yeah, yeah. cigarettes, coffee. It's all over the market with vices, and people don't realize it. Just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's not an addiction. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm getting at is these, even these people, people smoke cigarettes, people drink coffee on a daily basis, people yeah, yeah. drink energy drinks just like I do. I drink, a, <laughs> I drink a Red Bull. I drink at least one to two Red Bulls every day. It used yeah. to be worse, but yeah. I have tried to come down on it because I know it's not good for the body. Yeah, sugar's my thing. Caffeine, yeah. oh, boy, right, man. Right, and like I said, but when it comes down to it for me is when I say weak-minded decision, I'm telling people, look, you don't need anything to truly make it through your life. You don't need the coffee. You don't need the cigarettes. You don't need the heroin. You don't need you don't need your 50,000 calories a day diet. You right. don't need these things. They're nice to have in contact with your life, but it's when we go overboard with them that, that we started making a weak-minded decision to use this as a crutch. We're filling voids in our life, and I'm not trying to get all philosophical and no, serious. Right. We, we always break, but, like, every once in a while, just, like, goes with it. So, well, by all means, but, yeah, yeah. But, but, but in the end... We forget how strong our mind is. Our yeah. mind controls everything, yeah. and we really forget. And I and I and I think that that is society that this what you're taught by society from day one is to feel like you need help, you need something to get through your life. You got the media, and then you got the music, and you got the TV shows and the movies, and they all idolize drugs and all these bad things. And people go, "Well, I should be able to do this and not be ridiculed for it." No, that's fine. But don't make it to the point where you've completely ruined your life. Right, it. right. You know, I know a guy who has done heroin for going on 30 years now. And, he, he, and he's, he, he's fine. That, no, it, he's makes, fine. it makes you seem like he's like this guy, this, this really go-getter. like, yeah, he's been trying at that heroin. Like, like he's, uh, right, like he's he hasn't uh, gotten it yet, you know? Yeah, like he's a chemist or something. Yeah, like, ah, he's, yeah, you know, just yeah. been but, on that heroin 30 years. Like, ex- good, good for him. Yeah, but there's exceptions to every rule. This guy has found a way to do his favorite drug and not let it take over his life. I feel I feel like that's I feel like he's not living life the way he should. <laughs> like ah, like I said, I'm not. Little, I'm not. Judge, I'm not going to be judgmental on a person because they said, "Hey, when I leave here, I'm going to go fire up a doobie." That's my thing. That's right, what right. I do. But at the same time, as I watch this guy care for his family, right? I watch this guy keep a roof over their head. Yeah. I watch this guy go to work every day, and not just like, oh, I gotta go to work. No, gets up in the morning and goes. Now, granted, this guy doesn't get up and do a line of heroin and run out the door. <laughs> but guess what? On the weekends. He sits down and he, for a day, day and a half, he'll do some heroin. And at the end of that, he puts it away and that's all he does. And, and I look at him and I've told him, I'm like, dude, you got to watch it. Eventually it's going to get you. He goes, dude, I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. It doesn't get me. That's- I said, you know what? You're the exception to the rule, man. You are you're the lucky person of, you know, so you said it's a 100% mortality rate. Yeah. And it's more along the lines of 99.99999. And, yeah. and this guy's the guy that threw your statistics off. Yeah, I guess. But it's just like, just like you know, like me. Like uh, people say, oh, man, that, that weed's going to lead you to be dumb and retarded. And, and they're expecting me eventually one day to turn into these, whoa, what's up, Tommy Chong? <laughs> yeah, it's Tommy Chong. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Either A, two, two, two reasons people act like that. A. They're, they're embracing the stoner uh, culture yeah. and they're pushing it too far and asking for attention. Or B, they have allowed marijuana to make them that way. Right. They have allowed weed to make them dumb, make them slow, make them droopy eyes, and this is what it feels like. <laughs> They've been smoking weed for a long time, and I'm not like that. I'm a very intelligent person. If anything, I've gotten smarter throughout my life. Right. And I, I would hope so, by the way. That's just a general like <laughs> statement of life, by the uh, way. Like, oh, man, uh, I'm just losing. I'm going downhill. Uh, as I can't I'm- remember who said it. He said, he said, if you view the world at the age of 50 the same way you viewed it at the age of 30, 
you have wasted the last twenty years of your life. Yes, that, I, was that boy. was that was that Bruce that said that Bruce Lee said it? no one Bruce yeah. Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali Muhammad, said it. Okay, okay. it was, I knew it was a fighter. Muhammad Ali said it, and to come from a guy who uses hands to make his living to hear that, you know, you're like, wow. Yeah. Because you know, I you know, I think about things in the way I felt ten years ago, and then I think about what I'm going to feel in ten years. You know, your mindset does change. Yeah, yeah. You, you you're supposed to grow up, and that's the problem with society. You know, these kids are people want to grow up. They want to live that party lifestyle until they're till the wheels fall off. You do not want to be the creepy forty year old showing up at a high school party. You don't want to be that guy. We used to kick that guy in the nuts. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I here's the thing. I'm trying to reconcile because I live such a hard bachelor life. Some of my friends are are like leaning on the younger side. I'm like, ooh, I'm the I'm the old guy at the party now. Well, not yet. Not 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 yet. You're still in your early thirties. I promise you're not the old guy yet. You know who you are. You're the guy that all these young kids are like, he's a smart motherfucker. You hear what he said? That guy's a smart motherfucker. I try and at least, at least bounce earlier. Like if, if the if the 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds, 20, are staying until 2 and 3 in the morning, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm I'm the old wizened man. I, I had my time. I did this thing. I'm, I have to work in the morning. I've got, yeah, like, I'm that guy. You know, what I want to kind of be like the- young punk should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever. Like I'm, I love the party, <laughs> but it's time for me to go. You know, I, I try to be that well, guy. And, Enjoy that because I'm going to tell you, in the next couple of years, it's not going to be, I try to leave early. It's, I'm going home. I'm going home. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Is, nine o'clock. Jesus. You know, you always see them memes online about, uh, about the, uh, I think I'm 20, feel like I'm 21 until I party with 21 year olds. I'm like, I've really been there. Yeah. I know exactly what they're saying because it's like you do, you go out and these guys are pounding these shots and you're sipping on your first beer. You know, they're pulling you in and halfway through the night you're puking and you're falling over and they're all making funny and laughing at you. And you're like, what happened? You're not, your body does not process alcohol no, like that anymore. No, no. You doesn't. push your liver to the limits. From for years and years, and now you're expecting your liver to perform the exact same way. La- last thing I did, just shout outs to uh, Adam and his crew. And so, if you're listening, we did a, we had a bachelor party in Chicago. Chicago has very late last calls. I think you know special places they can go till like four and five in the morning. Part we were drinking all day and partying and having a good time, and I I was fine keeping pace. But at a two o'clock, I'm like, man, I'm I'm. They were fist, and they're they're not that much younger than me, but they were. Hype on the dance floor at two and three. They're like, oh, we'll probably leave at three. Three, they was like, yo, we're still in there. God damn it. Just go. I just wanted to go home so bad. Like, dude, I have, a, I have a bad call on my name. They they closed it down. Like, I haven't closed down a bar in a very long time. This be our job. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yo. <laughs> and it was Chicago last call, which was maybe like five or something in the morning. It was crazy. I was like, I, and they were like, and we're going to get up at nine o'clock. I'm like, I. I'm going to die. I'm going to you're die. Up at nine o'clock, and if you <laughs> knock on my door, we're fighting. I'll shoot you. Oh man, <laughs> go away. Let me sleep. For the love of God. <laughs> I, I I got up early, but um, I also I also the second because we did a full weekend for the bachelor party. Nice. Um, the second night, I just said, oh, it's it's two something. Like I'm out. I'm out and catching the train. Going home. Can't I can't do it. Can't do hey, it. Hey, and you know what? You have to you have to look out for yourself because on that third day, if you try that two nights in a row, you're gonna be in some pain. Yeah, it, and, and there's no doubt about it. It's crazy fun for the record. I love it. It's one of my better times of this year. So so good good that, but just those guys can can go. I was one of the older guys, had a little bit of a bit of a capping out point for me, but whatever is great. Sweet D. You know, you know. No, I'm not going to let you get out of this. Tell me something. 
What is one quote you live your life by? Ooh. I can do hard things. <laughs> is that seriously? Are we not doing phrasing anymore? That feels like a, a phrasing situation. No, Would he you like to explain that. What is that? I really don't know. There's nothing because he's got the Muhammad Ali, which is like, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Like you know, that's that's a great quote to to live by. But you don't have one that just sets sets in your heart. It took me a long time to figure out who said this, and my homeboy said it in high school forever. I'm like, that's a great quote. Did he just think of that? No, it's apparently Oscar Wilde, but um, <laughs> every, it took me forever to right figure now, that out. Like, I, I was Googling I it forever and like, what the hell? Man, anyway. smart, man. It's going places. <laughs> Everything in moderation, including moderation. That I love that one so much. You know what? You just be, as you were saying about the guy doing heroin, just, you gotta, you gotta chill out. Everything in moderation. Inclu- and every once in a while, you gotta go balls out wild. You know, Everything in moderation. It's a balance. Everything in this universe is based on a balance, and that's up to including your personal life. If you're out there living balls to the wall every day, and I'm here to tell you, you're going to hit a brick wall one day, and it's not going to be fun. But all that balance is like sometimes you just have to throw balance out the window and just go like, you know what? It's time to do something irrational and just go nuts. You know? Right, yeah. I mean, you can't plan every single yeah, moment exactly. in your life. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, the balance has to be there. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, even in time, you have to balance the balance. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I, can't, I can't focus so much on the balance that I'm forgetting to enjoy what I'm balancing. Exactly. You know? True. You got you got another one in you? Another quote. Uh, I, I live I live uh, very, uh, very closely to Bruce Lee's philosophies and uh, a lot of his sayings and quotes. Be water, my friend. Be water is is that's a reference to the idea of of being able to fluidity. Yeah, flu. Okay, fluidity. Yeah, yeah. The the idea uh, that you're yes. not you're not like the what, are the what is it? It's like ice and water and gas or something like that. The idea mm-hmm. that something passes through you. No, it's more or less a uh, you can. Water has no shape. Water has no form. Okay. Uh, you can conform to any any situation. You can blend into any situation. He said, "Water can flow, or water can crash." He said, "Water can." A, a babbling brook can put you to sleep, but a strong wave can break a rock. Hmm. He said, be water, my friend. Be exactly like water. So you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into the teapot, it becomes the teapot. You have no form, and, and flowing water never grows stale. Okay. Constantly moving forward. And that's why that's why I really enjoy Bruce, because he's his philosophies are light years beyond anything we're understanding right now we can grasp what the man is saying but to truly understand what he saw we can't do that yeah. he was on another level you know i i, I trained under um uh, dan and asanto guru dan and asanto which was bruce lee's right hand man he was the only person that bruce lee had certified to teach his martial art jeet kundo before he passed away right and when you talk to dan you know, he, he would make little jokes, but you could tell they weren't jokes. He would say things like, he would show us how to do something. And he'd be like, this is the way this is the way Bruce would do it. And he'd show us the way Bruce Lee would do it. And he said, now for the rest of us mortals, <laughs> we have to do it this way. And you're, you're talking about the most sought-after martial art instructor in the world. You're talking, you're talking about probably one of the baddest dudes you will ever meet in your life, saying that Bruce Lee was light years beyond him. Right. And, you know, you're like, wow. And Bruce died at such a young age. And this man who has learned throughout life and is now in his 70s going into his 80s is still willing to bow to what Bruce Lee was saying while Bruce Lee was in his 20s and 30s before he passed away at the age of 33. So anything he says, I've taken to heart. Uh, he saved my life. Uh, without Bruce Lee, I would be dead or in prison. Uh, he, I was a very rough kid growing up. It wasn't always funny. Yeah. It didn't always care to be funny. I, I was very violent. Um, and... Uh, I started studying one day. My buddy turned me on to Bruce Lee, and I watched his action movies, and he made me want to get into martial arts. 
Then once I got into martial arts, I learned it wasn't about the fighting, it was about defense. Right. And then not and then even beyond that, it turned into philosophy Mindset, and, a, yeah. and a way to live. And once you get into Bruce Lee and what he talked about, I mean the guy was doing things 20, 30 years before their entrance into the public. And he 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 doesn't get the the credit he deserves for a lot of these things. He the guy literally changed the world. Yeah. And and while changing the world, he sent a ripple effect into the future and changed my life. Because without him, I would not be here or I would be locked up somewhere. I do. I always remember and always loved uh, Bruce Lee's concept of, or, or rather, and you're probably going to, this is fact checking right here because you're going to just throw it in my face. Like, not that exact, not that at all. He said Jeet Kundo was the idea of taking what works and using it and whatever does not, even if it's old philosophy that's been around for 100 years, you ditch it. It's practical. There's pragmatism, practicality in it. Like, this is what works. This does not. Why would we worry about teaching this thing that doesn't work? And there's something great about that, about people that have reverence for the old way of thinking. The old time. We've always done it this way. So why would we not do it this way? Like, like, yeah, I I tried it that way and I did this. I realized that step was unnecessary. I deleted it. And so now we have the streamlined step. And that's something that I always appreciated and loved about him he uh now now one thing you always got to remember about bruce is even if he is in reference to fighting he's also talking about life in general yeah uh he's not just talking about fighting when he talks about that he's talking about life in general yeah his philosophy came from obviously a martial arts background because that's what he dedicated his life to uh he would find that he his philosophy was is why do i have to wait for 30 years to right. learn something I can learn in five. Right. But because you say I have to, no, what you're doing is you're preserving your legacy. <laughs> you're not you're not training your students. He said the ultimate goal for a teacher is to make a student better than he is. Exactly. And then once you do that, you're a teacher. Once you can take something and make them better than you, you're a teacher. It's not that you failed. It's not that you're not good at what you do. You're excellent at what you do. You're so good at what you do. You made somebody better than what exactly. you could ever be. So what he is, his whole philosophy does use what is useful, dispel what is not. Get yeah. rid of it. It's dead weight. What works for me doesn't work for you. If it, 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 go into comedy, if me and you get up on the stage, we're not going to tell the same kind of jokes. We're not going to have the same type of style. We're using two totally different types of styles because it's works. Mm-hmm. I've tried it your way. It doesn't work. You've tried it my way. It doesn't work for you. Same thing with fighting. If we have, you know, me and you go out, me and you go out in the bar and we get in a fist fight with two guys. My fighting style is going to be different than yours. I don't know what your fighting background is. I don't know if you fought. I don't know if you're willing to fight. But uh, no, I just, I, I just use a gun. That's what I do. Okay, exactly. See, <laughs> me, no, I don't like a, yeah, yeah. I don't like a gun. That's a joke. It's too easy. Too easy. You're a big man for the record, you know. So you, yeah, every fight <laughs> that you're five, into, five, I'm five foot eight for the record. Uh, five I foot just, eight, three hundred pounds of muscle for the record. Like pounds of muscle. Like don't don't get it wrong. All fights for him is are kind of easy. Also, tattoos. Like you can hear his voice. Like you listeners. Just imagine what he looks like. He's a he's a very intimate. He's Wolverine essentially. Just spike his hair up and give him some claws. That's good. Knife stuff hands. Right there. But in Bruce Lee's philosophy, even though he wants you to learn Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, he would never in a million years tell me I can't use Greco Roman wrestling. Right. Because it's what works. I'm yeah. very good at it. I, I I've made it work for me, not just in fights, but also in my career as a bouncer. You know, as a mm-hmm. bouncer for almost eighteen. Do you, years. Do you see listeners what like is going on here? Just it's peeling back these layers. And he, this man is I'm I'm in studio with a murderer right now. Apparently, <laughs> a guy that is the biggest beast dog, just big OG fuck you up guy that's ever been. And I'm just like, yeah, hey, whatever. I 
Gotta this, really is, my this is what happens when you get older and more intelligent. You learn how to you learn how to fight with your mind and not your fists. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah. that's what I've worked on mostly in the past couple of years is not being so aggressive or towards physical. Because like I, I was joking about it earlier, but it's true. If we're having a debate and it's not a friendly debate and you start to outsmart me, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> like, no, shut up. Right, right. Even if I'm wrong, because <laughs> I because I, I I have that primitive. No, I'm not going to let this guy outsmart me. But as I've gotten older, I've just learned to say, "Hey, sometimes I'm wrong, and I gotta, I gotta suck it up." Even right. though, even though, just be nice about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, make yeah. fun of yeah, me. Yeah, like I, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> damn it, don't give me that. Getting back quasi on subject. Sorry. Oh no, 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 no. no. We, Man. we. You see, this is how the show goes. By the Man. way, like we started talking about comedy, and it has been like 30 minutes, and we've not talked about anything. So that's, that's the show. That's yeah, how we right, get. Right. We started. Started with Tom Hardy and his crack thing, and that went somewhere. Anyway, oh god. Anyway, so give me this. Give me this. Who are your influences? Who the everybody's got their every stand up has their person that they looked up to and wanted to be like and kind of emulated and all that. Who were your big influences? Chris Farley first. Farley, off. okay, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I was a fat kid. He was a fat guy. He made fat be cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, other guys, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. I have found uh, Dennis Leary. Oh, Dennis Leary. Uh, wow. Oh, man, okay. That, he is. There's like a always this these these upper echelons of people. Dennis Leary is always in rare air, but I don't I know I don't know a lot of people that use him as like oh yeah he's one of my great influences. Oh man, oh this, this there's great. He's he's angry. Yes, and yes, and, he and is. me being an angry guy helps me learn how to channel my anger into comedy, which is a more healthy form of venting. Uh, whereas, you know, you also go into um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Uh, a lot of your old schools. Uh, yeah, you got like, classics oh, in you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, John Candy, Jim Belushi, John. Yeah. I mean, even John Belushi. You know? Yeah, the, the, S- the SNL guys, yeah, the guys that came from that. Yeah, the SNL guys. My dad was big on SNL, and I think that's where I got my first dose of comedy was watching these SNL guys. Yeah. And uh, and they were, they were just, they were great. I mean, just, just these coming out here and just not just entertaining a room full of people, but entertaining millions of people watching. Yeah. And you're like, these guys are just, they're gods because I love comedy. I love to laugh. Even though, you know, you talk about peeling these layers back and I'm tough yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm a gangster and I'm a bouncer and a fighter. And, <laughs> uh, an old school white rapper. Yeah, an old school white rapper. <laughs> but, you know, you know, even though, even though I'm all those things, one of my favorite things in the world to do is laugh and to, right. make, and to make people laugh. And uh, but growing up watching these guys and, and watching them how they you know watch how they they work right uh, you know you're talking even like you know newer comics like uh, Mitch Hepburn even though he passed yeah, away Mitch I like Mitch great. Hepburn he was great you know he wasn't part of my childhood but when he came out he was a genius I thought his joke styles were great Joe Rogan dude the guy is a genius and the stuff that he talks about is just beyond funny uh, there's a new guy uh, uh, Chris Porter. Uh, he just he just started coming around. Chris Porter, that oh, that's new to me. I, I try man. I try to be a comedy nerd. Chris, I, though I've, I've been slacking my Netflix. He has up. he has some funny funny material. And I've listened to a couple of his standups. He's not a one punch guy. He's got he's got some good stuff. Uh, I hope he gets bigger. But those are my main influences, I would say. Uh, but yeah, Chris Farley definitely. I with without him, I wouldn't have the comedic sense that I do. Okay, like it. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Parker and Stone are great. I mean, I mean, you, you talk about somebody who came in and took a formula that had been used by the Simpsons for decades and just completely turning it around and making an entire genre for themselves. God, you yes. know, people people want to bow to Family Guy, and I'm like, look, I like Family Guy. I think Seth MacFarlane's a funny guy, man. But he's no Trey Parker and he's no Matt Stone, man. Uh, there, I have my whole deal about Seth. Well, whatever, this is my show, so yeah, I'll right, say, right. I'll say it. Fuck it. Yeah, Seth McFarlane, come get me. He, <laughs> it, somebody <laughs> once pointed out that Seth McFarlane 
I think Seth MacFarlane doesn't quite understand. He'll throw a lot of shit at the wall and something will eventually stick, but he kind of doesn't know funny. Like, he doesn't know jokes. He'll just... He's a one-liner. I had a guy, I had somebody, one of my buddies on time, he said, he said, watching a Family Guy episode is like watching a Little Wayne song. Okay, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. After one, and you know, and after he said that, I went back and I, uh, I, I, I went back there and I'm and I watched Ted. Yeah. Now I loved Ted. I thought it was a great movie, and I laughed really hard. I was, I didn't even care that they had actually it had actually been basically Peter Griffin's voice for the bear. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even care, and I went through and I loved the movie. Well, after my friend pointed that out to me, I went back, and that's all the movie was. Yeah, it was one liner. It was. It, it was a movie built around his one-liners. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, but no, those are my influences, and I th- and I think that they're all each good at the style of comedy that they do. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith. Another, yeah, yeah, Another big one. Kevin uh, Smith, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's... He's... Uh, the, the View Askew... Uh, the View universe. universe is is genius. It's uh, very, very... It, he He's faltered, and he's kind of leaned into it like he's... Oh, man, his first couple were so... Revolutionary, and then he's kind of like, uh, Jay and Silent Bob is kind of like, mm, not well, as strong. Well, well, I mean, but originally it was just a trilogy, it was yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah. Just, it was Clerks, Small Rats, and Chasing Amy. Yeah, Clerks was your more in depth, pay attention, my jokes are gonna come in later in the movie, right? Whereas Mall Rats was slapstick, it was yep. all dick and fart jokes, yep. And then Chasing Amy was your romantic comedy, yeah. And then you watch Clerks, then you watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and Dogma, and that was kind of Kevin like, Smith letting like loose. Like Dogma. Like Dogma. Oh, I love Dogma. I thought it was a genius movie, but it was that's him letting loose. That's right. him letting his imagination run wild and take something that was already successful and make two other films that did very well for themselves, even though when really looked at, they're not that great. They're not they're not quite as strong. Right. Jay and Silent Bob just feels but like But then he came out with Clerks too. Clerks. Which was which was in my opinion, Clerks, Chasing Amy, and Mallrats all rolled into one because the movie okay, held all the all the thing, and I really enjoyed how he did that. You know, he gave you, he showed you in his first three movies that he can do basically any type of comedy you need him to do and make you laugh at it. And then he came back and he did a couple crazy movies that were still funny. No, mm-hmm. I mean I we sit here all day long, we sit here all day long and 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 say how strong these movies weren't, but I laughed from beginning to end on both of them. Right. They both had some really strong points. But in the end, when he came out with Clerks 2, I'm like, now he's showing that he can take a concept and create something with it. Okay. You know, and I and that's why I like Kevin Smith and and the fact that he's in all his movies. It's, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Here here's a question. Here's the a really harsh question to to ask. And it's it's one of the times we might want to end on this, but because I know you're gonna have a big thing on this. What two of my, two of my favorite, favorite comedians of all time, the one that probably started me off down the rabbit hole. Yes. And one of the ones that was formative when I started doing stand up, the one I was emulating a lot. Chris Rock is still my A1, but um he was very very important to me when I started. Bill Cosby and Louis CK. These are two these are two artists that like mean the world to me from an artistic standpoint. And here we are. Where do you stand on the idea of separating an artist from their work, artists from their actions. 
So, so we're, we, we're 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 talking about what's going on in the news with both of them, right? So, now. Bill Cosby, yeah. Here's here's here, here's my thing, and uh, and yeah. one thing you need to know about me is I am a conspiracy theorist. Okay, a lot of people like to make fun of me for it, but I am an intelligent one. I I go on strictly facts. Uh, you can't just tell me something, hand me some bullshit, and expect me to swallow it. It's not going to happen. Okay. But one of the things that I feel that is going on in industry right now, and I felt like it's happened not just now, but it's been happening, but nobody saw it for what it was. These um, celebrities, they hold a very high position in society, whether we want to admit it or not. They do. You know, I hear this whole thing, and you okay, well, just, just real quick, not trying to get any political debates or anything, but... People talk about Donald Trump and his mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? You guys are rallying behind these rude and obscene and ob- just just absolutely crazy talking comedians and movie stars, but it's okay for them. Well, he's the president. Well, unfortunately, and whether you want to admit it or not, these movie stars have... They have a ton of influence. A ton of influence. They're not the president, but at the same time, these guys can say something. and That, they shape, have a that mad, shapes the world. And it will. And it will. And that's why a lot of these people get into uh, 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 environmentalism and stuff like that because their words will shift people's minds, and they do. I'm not saying they're all retarded, but a lot of these a lot of these actors are just really good actors. That doesn't mean they're smart people, right? Uh, but there are certain okay, there are certain um, celebrities out there who are very intelligent, and these people are waking up and they're seeing what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe not so much politically, but just behind the scenes of say the movie industry or behind entertainment or behind, you know, even bleeding into politics a little bit. People like Bill Cosby and Cat Williams and uh, who else has recently um, been hit hard? Um, uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Now him, I don't know about. He's kind of weird. I'm still on the fence how I feel about because I love yeah. Kevin Spacey as an actor, but I still don't know how I feel about the allegations. Yeah, but that's the I'm thing. Not saying, I, I love I'm not Bill saying, Cosby. I'm know. not. I'm not saying some of these are fake, and I, not all these are fake, but some of these are true. I'm believing that. But what I'm getting at is, is, I believe that some of these people are they're ruining their lives because they're waking up, and if they're credible and they say something, the world will shake, like you said. But if you ruin their credit and make them out to be something else or a monster, and they say something. It doesn't shake the world. I honestly believe, I don't believe Bill Cosby did any of that crap. I don't believe Michael Jackson touched a single kid. I don't believe that Cat Williams trapped that 16-year-old boy in his house. I don't believe that, uh, I, 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 I don't believe that a lot of the things that they say happen, happen. I think that they're trying to ruin these people. I, 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 I you know, people say, well, what do you think about OJ? I know he's guilty. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> OJ, OJ, OJ killed that bitch. Uh, he killed it. Stabbed he, right in the mouth. He, oh, yeah, yeah, he did that shit. But I mean, but even beyond that, you're, you know, you're talking about the majority. And I believe these people are coming out to say things and they're coming out to tell people things and they're ruining their careers and they're ruining them. It's the same thing as whole Harvey Weinstein thing. You know what I'm saying? Like Harvey Weinstein, you know, he he's so powerful that he can ruin your entire career with one phone call. Ruin it. So if you say anything you saw, anything that he did, or if he did something inappropriate to you, you can't you can't say anything unless you want to lose your job. And a lot of these people like living that cushy life, so they just sweep it under the rug and move on with their life. So I'm not saying some of these things aren't real, but at the same time, I'm, you know, you don't go just pissing people off. But these people become so powerful because we allow them to. It's true. We it, we, we give them the power, forgetting that they're they're people, people. just like us. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They, they have skeletons in their closet just like we do, just if like every more. single person does. The only difference is we're not famous. 
we're just a couple of nobodies, so we can very easily sweep ours under the rug and it's forgotten about. Thomas is famous. They're, <laughs> yeah, because I host a spotlight. podcast that nobody listens to. They're in the spotlight because we put them in the spotlight. Yeah. So now every single thing they do is is going to be there front and center. Fair enough. We we at this in this day and age we idolize and there there is we expect them to be something more than they're not because well they say never meet your idols because they're gonna break your heart they're gonna break your idea of what somebody you look up to is don't meet your sports heroes don't meet your favorite movie stars they're gonna break who what you think about perfect example when i was in high school i was a swimmer and you wait. You, you have all these things. You you've been saying nothing, and you have all these crazy stories know, and all right? these things you've done and now such. She's ready to talk. Yeah, yeah. You're a swimmer. So I, um, at the time, it was uh, around the time that Michael Phelps was real big and everything, and then the whole scandal came out that he was smoking weed and everything. And I will admit that back in the day, I was hardcore against it. It was it was the devil's lettuce. It was awful. <laughs> oh. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Of all the euphemisms you could have used, the devil's <laughs> that's that's like one of those old timey things that people say that all right, well, got that devil's lettuce over there. You're doing that, that marijuana. And that's why I You're, say it is that reaper madness because it's an old school mindset. <laughs> and you know, obviously, this day and age, we all know that it was a big fat lie. But whatever. Wait, Michael Phelps? No. no. Oh, oh, the demonization. The demonization of cannabis. My point being, though, I was I was crushed. I was disappointed because my favorite. Um, my favorite celebrity, you know, my favorite uh, athlete. athlete. Yeah. Uh, he smoked the green. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was, in my opinion, doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing. And now looking back, I'm like, yeah, but I forgot. He, he was just some dude trying to have a good time. No, he's some athlete who just is, he's worn out after working out all day. He's like, I was going to wind down and smoke yeah. a joint and you strip me of my medals over it. Yeah, he's a, he's a human being. <laughs> it's you know? not like you walked, right. it's not like you walked out of the pool like, <laughs> let's get this beat on and flick the joint into the freaking Olympic swimming pool. Yeah, you he know? wasn't dropping like, acid or whatever. <laughs> like, like, ooh, let me... Yeah. <laughs> Gotta but get this like right in there. This brownie now. before I get in the pool. <laughs> you know, yeah. we we forget that these people are people. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. You're very you know, right. We, we we look at them like they're. We expect them to be more than they are. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we have been there. We have been talking for a very long time. Should we uh, get the fuck out of here? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, it's just uh, the thing I do that I love. Yeah, well, you know what? Anytime, anytime, I'll gladly come over and talk with you. Yeah, you. Like- you might you might be my my second second house. Who the hell knows? Hey, you know, I, hey. Uh, true. What you got? What you got coming up? What you got coming out? What you looking forward to? Uh, just uh, got some things coming out here. Working on a comic book right now. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna gonna put that out here. Hopefully, uh, it's gonna be a thirteen issue mini saga that I'm working on. Ooh, yeah. Um, and then uh, from there. Uh, like I said, I got the baby on the way, so looking forward to that. Oh, no. that's, so, that's so basically, one. you're you're done. I'm never seeing you again. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, at least I'm, 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 I'm close. Yeah, I'm, I'm the first eighteen years. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After after I'm an old dead man and I I kill myself in my bachelor uh, life. I better yeah. kill her before you, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So whatever. That's that's gonna shut the door on that. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I I'm the one behind. I'm 32, and I still don't. You know, that's not even in the cards for me. I'm like, I should probably. You no, know, it wasn't. Have, it wasn't in the cards for me either. It, wait, is this your parents' first grandchild? Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah I, 
I have my siblings. They knocked all that out for me, so I'm so I'm protected. I'm insulated. Yeah, you're I'm not insulated. Like expected to come through. Where, where, where are your grandkids? Like you, you got, got some. It. You want more? Like, you <laughs> got more? <laughs> my my father has. Uh, oh God, I I got to think about this really good. Uh, three, two, three. So he has eight. So yeah, he's. He's fine. My mother only has the two, but right. yeah, it's like you got eight. Whatever, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. They, they're gonna occupy you long enough yeah. for you to forget that I don't have eight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, whatever. If he want to get to you and 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 follow you and all that, you got any got anything plugged? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, not Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. Not Snapchat. What? <laughs> I'm so old. I don't know what I things. Know. What, what, what do we communicate with? Uh, Instagram and do Twitter and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Do, people, do people still have? Do you have a Friendster account? I was just about to yeah. say Friendster. <laughs> you, oh, so so what's your Zanga? <laughs> what the fuck is going on what's here? What's your what is your aim? What's your name? Oh, we gotta use we gotta use aim before like the fifteenth or something or whatever. I gotta get on. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know they're cutting it down, right? Oh no! Wow, for the wow, really? It, yeah, aim that you use back in wow two thousand one or whatever. Where you're like, yo, this is yo guys, what's up? They're like closing the doors. We are shutting it down. So get that's with all. Kinda, you- that's kind of like that's kind of like when I wireless shut down for me. That was heartbreaking when I. Oh really? Oh yeah, I wireless shut down. Yeah, they 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 got absorbed by Verizon. Oh yeah, uh, Cincinnati Bell. Yeah, Cincinnati Bell wanted to get. That's why I switched to Boost. I was Cincinnati Bell. I wireless for since, since cell phones came out. Yeah, I and love my uh, they yeah. uh, no, they uh, Cincinnati Bell got out of the uh, the wireless game and focused on Phi Optics, yeah. and they sold their wireless division to a Verizon. And when they absorbed, you didn't switch for free. So I found the cheapest uh, cell phone plan, which. At the time, was either cricket or boost, and boost had a uh, Wait, boost is the shit. By the way, <sighs> oh I like, well, here's the thing: I do it's basic, it's basic sister service, Virgin if, and Virgin. If, I love. If, I stand, if, I stand oh, by no, it. No, no, boot, no boost. Uh, backbone's off a of Sprint. And so the Virgin. Oh, does and, it, and, okay. and I, yeah, yeah, you can get them pretty much the same place. Okay. By the way. I stuck by them for a very long time. They're going to all iPhones. Fuck them. I now fuck Virgin Mobile. I I really? promote I promoted them so hard to everybody. They're going all iPhone. Fuck them. Fuck, no, fuck I don't need an iPhone. I was not like iPhones. Yeah, whatever. Welcome back to the uh, Thomas Shills cast. Uh, we are here. <laughs> by the way, let's take a break and talk to our sponsor, Apple. Hi, buy the new MacBook. <laughs> I'm fucking over my sponsors right now. No, I'm no sponsors of this show, so I can say. By the way, buy KFC, um, shop at Dollar Tree, and Sony beats it. Microsoft, fuck it. I can say whatever I want. I have no sponsors. No. Anyway. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> you know, one day I'll have sponsors and I'll be but like, oh, like, can't say that. Oh, this delicious Coca-Cola. Would you, w- I mean Pepsi. <laughs> would you like that Powerade refilled? Exactly. I'm going to have to, at some point, I'm going to bow to it, but not, not today. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to what, what are we on? I don't know. Whatever. Do, place you can find you. Uh, uh, actually, right now, uh, I don't have any other thing other than Facebook uh, and I don't have anything right now. I'm you got to get Twitter or something, you know? You know, and everybody's tried to talk me into it. I think I have an Instagram. Hang on. You have an Instagram. <laughs> oh, I can I can put that in post. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I don't I, I don't even know what it is. He doesn't even know what his damn Instagram. Is. What are you doing? What are you? Are I'm you letting old. this man? I'm old. Nah, I'm old too. There's, Whatever. There's no, you just no his his Instagram is just pictures of his butt because he's like like walking around like yeah. accidentally snapping pictures and posting them. He doesn't know the difference. Uh, damn it! It just says you. <laughs> Great, <laughs> excellent application. Good, good. Well, yeah, right. So. 
Of course, I have no hurry up, bam, go to my profile. JTrue01. Mm. That's follow, follow me on Instagram. I'll post a bunch of funny pictures for you. There you go. That's that is good promotion right there. Damn. But this when this man takes off, let it be known. He was on my you're you owe me, by the way. If you take off, I'm you better have a nice tuxedo with some really strong coattails. Let me tell you. <laughs> hanging, hanging on, on there. Woo! Well, we know yeah. what we know. We'll make sure we uh, we get you in a comic book uh, there. We'll yeah. make you the radio DJ of the city. Uh, good, excellent, excellent. Oh, well, whatever. Tom Tom show. Yeah, whatever. I uh, never know how to end these shows, and I think I actually point this out every episode that I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm don't look don't look at me in 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 the my hand on the mic on the button. He said, "It's like." Welcome to the Tom Show. Oh, no, that's Tom Green. We can't use that. Uh, t- Tom Green was a thing a very oh, long time man. ago. Holy shit. Tom Green and the, what? Uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, Road Trip. Or no, 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 no. Tom Green and Andy Dick. Andy, Andy Dick. Dick, yeah, yeah, Andy and Did Dick. you ever see the one where they did the, they dressed up like each other and then capped on each other? Holy shit, no. Oh, it was great. They both dressed up like one another and just sat there and ripped on each other. It was that's great. crazy. God. Yeah, that's pretty good, but yeah. Ah, jeez, so. well. Yeah, but you, like I said, that's why you need some exit music, some entrance music. I, need, I, I have both those catchy. things. I have all those things, but I just don't know the note to end on. It's always like, you well. A catchphrase. Uh, and here we are. Thomas almost did it again. Yeah, yeah. Thomas, a bugga bugga boo, wubba wubba wubba. <laughs> That's, zip it up, oh, and zip it out. That's a Dave Chappelle bit. Uh, <laughs> it, it works. It works. Uh, that's fine enough. Who cares?